Hey folks, it's Sir Richard Wentworth. When you're ready to buy a car, True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Every day, True Car users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings, and True Car users save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these 3 easy steps. First, download the True Car mobile app or go to truecar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step is simple. Take your guaranteed savings certificate to the True Car certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. With True Car, you can save time, save money, and never overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit truecar.com today. You're tuning into the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's we didn't see that one coming. Hello and welcome to an all new UFC on Afterbuzz TV. My name's Daria Baranato and I'm here with my co-host, my boys, George Hermosa and Mr. Jay Tan. And we're going up to Boston. Oh! Going up to Boston. Oh! All right. Do you know why they're playing this song right now? Uh, I think I have an idea. Does it have to do with uh, the Olympics? <laughs> no. Uh, oh, the UFC fights that were just in Boston. That's oh, the, right. The Patriots game were just in Boston. Uh, that was also in Boston. And we, we all just saw The Departed right now. Yes. That's another thing that has to do with Boston. Um, and they played the song when they were... Uh, and we're all drinking Guinness right here. You only think it's water. Conor uh, McGregor actually came out to that fight. The last time, I don't know if it was the last time they were in Boston, but the last time Conor McGregor fought in Boston, mm-hmm. he came out to that song. Mm-hmm. It's well, Forrest, appropriate. Forrest Griffin came out to that song all the time, too. He comes out to it, uh, yeah, especially when he went to, when he fought in Dublin, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a popular song. What can you say? It's, it's suitable it, for Conor McGregor. I think, it, I think it fits more for Conor McGregor. But you know um, what suited Conor McGregor even better? The notorious Conor McGregor came out mm-hmm. to Notorious by B. Yeah, uh, oh, I can't talk. Biggie Smalls. I think he should have come out to another song. B-I-G. What? I think I, I'm not a big fan of Hypnotize. I no. think I think he should have came out. To, I think he should have came out to either Notorious by Notorious B.I.G. or Hypnotize. Yeah. Hmm. I like them all. It was a little remix at first. It was like some sort of like Irish anthem, like a Sinead O'Connor. Like. Yeah, yeah, and then it kind of faded then it had into no, no, Notorious and then Hypnotize. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he is the notorious one. Yeah, I mean was- this. This essentially this whole night from Boston, UFC on Fox Sports One from Boston was essentially centralized around him. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, if if it wasn't for Conor McGregor, they probably wouldn't even be in Boston, and vice versa. I mean, the Conor McGregor hype train right now is through the roof, and it's going to keep on going, keep on trucking until they give it a reason not to. Well, and that's not. Uh, sorry, technical issues here, folks. 
Unplug J. Yay. Hey. It's like a dream come true. It actually happened. Can you guys hear me all right? We can hear you. And I was just about to... Okay, there we go. I was just about to say my piece. Yeah. Conor McGregor did not give anybody a reason today to stop the hype train. No. In fact, uh, I think he put it in, put some more coal into the, the thing with his uh, second round win over Dennis Seaver. Uh, it was Fight Night 59 from Boston, the TD Garden, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, headlined by uh, Conor McGregor versus Dennis Seaver. On the undercard, Con- Donald Cowboy Cerrone... And Smooth Benson Henderson. We had Uriah Hall fight uh, Ron Stallings, last-minute replacement. Stormin Norman Park and Gleason Tebow. And uh, a, a decent uh, decent night hmm. of uh, prelims as well. Um, Although where do you want to start? Let's talk uh, about the We're going to start card, at the bottom yeah, of the main card. But before I go there, I want to say it was a night of last-minute changes. And that being hmm. said, it delivered. And it didn't just deliver in, in the results and all of that. Yeah. But there was some other action going on tonight. There were some interesting calls, uh, some poor decisions by some people's judgment that we'll get to later. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly thought so. I was shocked. I had already written down in my notes. I won't give it away yet, guys. Even well, though- let's talk about it. I mean, the show has happened already. The event well, let, I want to start at the bottom. Let's yeah. start with Storm and Norman Park versus mm-hmm. Gleason Tebow. Yeah. Uh, Gleason Tebow is one of those guys we talk about. He is, he's like a utility guy, like you say. He mm-hmm. fights whenever you call him. He's always game. Yeah. I think tonight he won himself the most wins in UFC history. The most UFC wins. He was tied. I think he's second. No, he's got, I think he's third. Yeah. I, but it, it I went from GSP, Matt Hughes, Gleason Tebow, I think Randy Couture, and then Chuck Liddell. Third okay. most UFC wins with 16. Tied with Tito. GSP's got 19, I think. For the most UFC fights. Most UFC fights. Right, yeah. okay, Tied that's what Tito it was. Yeah. yeah. But either way, I mean, he's a ve- not only a veteran in the sport, but mm-hmm. a veteran in the UFC. Um, you know, he's been fighting in the UFC since 99, I think. It's no, 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 2006. His career goes back to 99. Right, but he's been fighting in the UFC since 2006, which is mm-hmm. early for the UFC. I mean, mm-hmm. it just started in 93. But either way, he was only against- 31, by the way. You would think that somebody with so much... Um, like ninety nine, he must have been sixteen. That's yeah, insane. Well, right. A lot I mean, of that was in. Uh, I believe there were uh, Brazilian fights. What I'm saying, you think like somebody's right. got forty fights and somebody who's been around. You think that you're talking about a forty year old? No, he's like only thirty one years old, which is young in the game. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. relatively young. And if and, you look at him next to his opponent Norman Park, you would think they could almost be like, yeah, father and son, but they're <laughs> only like three years age difference. Yeah, so. Norman is twenty eight. And uh, yeah, Gleason has seen a lot of wars, and um, I, I, you know, I think in general, just as uh, he's had a long storied career, and mm-hmm. that, that fight mileage, you know, will take years off you. Definitely. Um, so either way, uh, Gleason won by split decision across the board, twenty nine twenty eights, and of course, one of those went to uh, uh, went to Storm and Norman. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a bit of a kickboxing match. Neither one of them wanted to go to the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a back and forth, but there weren't that many strikes landed. It was kind of just a long feeling out period. I think they both respected the power of each other. Yeah, yeah, and they were swinging uh, pretty heavy as well. I, f- mm-hmm. I felt like um, there were a lot of misses, and I feel like that's probably the wrong way to, to phrase it uh, about a fight. But you know, they were swinging for the fences against each other. Uh, mostly all a stand-up war. A mm-hmm. uh, little bit of, uh, of of cage clinch, but uh, uh, not too much. Uh, T-Bow finally in the see in the second got a takedown with a far shot. Um, but I, I didn't have a problem with uh, um, with the 
result. I, I had T-Bow winning that one. Yeah, I had T-Bow winning as well. I was actually surprised it was a split decision, but mm-hmm. I, it was close. Um, like I said, the lack there of action, mm-hmm. of, of big shots, I should say, was probably where the confusion lied, where it could have gone either way, because there was no knockdowns, there was no yeah. knockouts, you know what I mean? So it was kind of kind of close when it came to that. What do you think, George? I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I didn't see the fight. Um, <laughs> has that TV always been there? The one in the upper corner of the studio? I'm not yeah. quite sure. I believe okay. that might be new. Okay. Um, I think it's always been there, but I don't think it... Yeah, I think it usually says after Buzz. Oh, it? cool. Okay. But I did see the next fight. You did? Yeah, I, I, I actually started... Cause well, guess what? There's a Patriots on fine, and yeah, by the time it was over then. But guess what's next? Former After Buzz call-in guest, and he's, he's been in, in studio as well, Uriah Hall. Mm-hmm. He did a spotlight on with us. He did. With, no. with, and he called in. So thank you for calling in. If you can call in again... In about 10 minutes, he's that'd be awesome. He's probably at the post-fight press conference Yeah, he's right probably now. at the press conference right now. But yeah, maybe he can call us from the press conference. Put Dana on the phone. Week. Put Connor on the phone. So he was supposed to fight. Uriah Hall was supposed to fight Costas Filippo. And Costas uh, mm. dropped out somewhat last minute. And Uriah Hall spoke about that and said he was very upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, Ron this... Stallings filled in. Yeah, I think this is the third second. replacement. Or second replacement. Second. He got replaced by Lewis Taylor. And then he pulled out. And then I yeah. think Monday, they announced that Ron Stallings is going to fight uh fill in for uf uh, for uh to fight against your yeah. hall his first fight ever but he's a veteran and he was in track first before but mm-hmm. first fight in the ufc you mean yeah, yeah but it's funny because not funny but usually the last week up to your fight you're not really training anymore it's usually you know cardio you know cardio losing weight so it's right. kind of like i wonder how much how uh adjustments ron sellings had to make I mean, to, at that point, what do you do? But but I'm sure you know, there's a guy so, there's a guy who's waiting for an opportunity, so I'm sure he's always ready to fight. Yeah. Um, but it's I, one of those things where it's always going to be a win win situation. Show up to fight, and Joe Rogan was thankfully you know was praising him. He was showing a lot of promise. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know, Uriah Hall is just too powerful. He just caught got caught with a wicked wicked uh, <laughs> wicked hook. I was going to do that. Wicked pissa. <laughs> that yeah, was wicked wrong. hook, and yeah, before you know it, the fight was over. Yeah, I mean, Ron Stallings is a guy with technique and durability. Mm-hmm. He really looked good in there for the mm-hmm. minutes that he was in there. And, you know, everyone's going to speculate and say, had he had a good training camp, had he had a full camp, maybe he would have done better. And that's fair to say because, like I said, he didn't look bad until that beautiful right hand by Uriah Hall, which ended well, it all. It was, uh, well, I believe there was the cut as well, correct? Well, that's what ended it, or yeah. I, yeah but it, it started from notes. that wicked, the, the right. Yeah, yeah, the strike was fantastic. I thought that... Um, Stallings, like you guys said, mm-hmm. um, showed a lot of promise. He was doing a great job of, um, uh, excuse me, of of um, crowding Uriah. Mm-hmm. Uriah Hall is is very good with his distance. You know, he's able to to throw uh, throw kicks from afar or you know reach great distance. You know, with his strikes, mm-hmm. um, we saw that uh, when he was on the tough um, and was was knocking guys out with you know spinning back kicks and whatnot. Um, but it clearly was a great strategy to crowd Hall, keep him against the cage, and, and Ron was doing that. Um, I was, you know, kind of on the, uh, at least up until the, the knockdown, um, was was giving Stallings uh, the round. Mm-hmm. Um, he was busier, and it, he, was, he was stifling Uriah Hall. Um, but Hall was able to come back with a, uh, was it a left? It was a right. Upper hook, sorry, a right. Um, dropped him, and... Uh, and Landed. There was a cut. I believe he must have had uh, that right cut hand him on is that what right, cut him correct? open. Yeah, cut him open above the yeah. eyebrow and below the eye. Yeah, there were two cuts. 
Uh, Herb Dean stopped the uh, stopped the the match, the timeout to check the cut, and it wasn't the worst that we've seen. But it was that bad. one was pretty deep, and that was enough for the doctor oh, God, and Herb to stop the uh, stop the match and award it to mm-hmm. uh, to Uriah Hall. And the time on that was three thirty seven. But it was on its way to being a really good, fun, competitive fight. Yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said he really cut off Uriah Hall's uh, distance and his reach advantage. Mm-hmm. Uriah Hall's a guy that likes to strike from a distance. He likes to hunt you down yeah. and stalk you down and kind of be like the predator in the fight. And he needs room to do, to that, do that, to throw those strikes, Exactly, he didn't have at that and point. he did not give it to him. Ben St- uh, Ron Stallings, I'm sorry, really stalked down Uriah Hall, which we're not used to seeing, so that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And he did a really good job of closing that reach, so it was an awkward distance for Uriah to throw those fancy kicks. It was almost like his thigh was landing on, on the head of um, Ron Stallings. So, yeah. good job by Ron. I don't know if he studied some footage last minute and was like, I'm going to try and close the gap and do what I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure he upped his cardio those past couple days, but he did good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm happy to see somebody like Uriah Hall finally coming into his own. He, like I said, he started off with just the most one of the biggest hype train ever on uh, Ultimate Fighter 17 or 18. I think it was 17. Mm-hmm. Um, knocking people out, sending people to the hospital. I know we talked about it the last time he was here. Yeah. Or last time uh, he fought. Um, I know he was scheduled to face Casas Philip, who I think who I think is ranked. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I say give him somebody that's ranked. I think he's ready for somebody to, mm-hmm. to really be tested out there. What's ironic is that after the fight, he called out Costas Filippo and was like, I'm ready to beat your ass now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was very raw about that, come to think of it. And in our conversation with him, which you guys can find, uh, is, it's up on YouTube, I, I know for sure. It's mm-hmm. a clip of the conversation as well as the whole episode Yeah, uh, when he called in. But, uh, you know, we kind of took him to task at that point for uh, being a bit more vocal and I think calling out guys or, or whatever. And... I remember him really taking a, a counter stance against that and saying, no, I'm just going to let my fighting speak for itself mm-hmm. and whatever happens. But yet this kind of thing, you're right, it'd be great. I mean, say your opinion, have some opinion and put him out there. And he clearly like he did it. that. You yeah. know, he is not feeling Costas Philip, who felt like he was, uh, like Costas was, uh, was ducking him, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, he said he had a bruised rib. Yeah, yeah. And Uriah came out after the fight and said, well, you know what? To be honest, I fought with a bruised rib. And yeah, part of this... fought with a broken uh, broken toe. Oh, a really yeah. bad broken toe. <laughs> it's part of toe. the game. Yeah. It, injuries is part of this sport, and I think it's something that every great martial artist, especially a mixed mm-hmm. martial artist, faces at some point in their career. Yeah. It's that phone call you get, you know, do you want to take the fight or don't you want to take, take the fight? And... You know, Uriah Hall's a guy that takes him, and he doesn't feel that doesn't Costas surpri- is. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all that, that he did. Um, but it is worth saying, you know, that Ron came in. And there, there's something to be said as well that um, when you get a, a last-minute opponent, mm-hmm. um, you have to switch up your game plan. And you may not have the, the match that you want necessarily. And as, mm-hmm. as we discussed, Ron had a great performance up until uh, that knockdown in the cut. Um, so I, I don't think that—I think— he, he came out looking, smelling like a rose on this one. He takes the fight last minute, right? So he's going to be appreciated by the brass. Um, it's like held, a Joe Soto situation. Own. Yeah, exactly. You know like what I mean? That, you have you nothing know? to lose. Nothing to lose, and and certainly held his own, and I think looked mm-hmm. good. Um, but Uriah Hall is, of course, maturing now. He's a little bit more vocal, but you know he does need to figure out how to fight off of the cage um, and, and get away from there. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, the power of your eye hall is is what really stood out to me. I mean, those punches are so hard. I mean, obviously the cut speaks for itself that the mm-hmm. fight had to be stopped due to the cut. Yeah. But I mean, just the power and accuracy. It kind of reminds me of Conor McGregor style. Mm-hmm. That just the accuracy in the punches. 
Yeah. When he lands them, he lands them hard and clean. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of swinging and missing. There's not a lot of, you know, feeling out and touching. It's when he hits you, he hits you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Next up on the card, we have... Ooh, this should be interesting. Yeah. God. It was another last-minute replacement. Uh, Benson Henderson was set to face Eddie Alvarez, and Eddie Alvarez pulled out last minute, and Donald Cerrone was the replacement, which, of course, nobody was upset about. Um, Two weeks ago, Donald Cerrone got the phone call, although he had just fought... I think it was like the day after. Two weeks prior. Mm -hmm. Like, he fought on our last show two Mm -hmm. weeks ago. Was it January 3rd? And then I think January 4th, they announced that he was going to fill in. That is Friday he, fought, he fought Miles Jury and won by unanimous decision on uh, mm-hmm. UFC 183, I believe. Mm-hmm. We're up to that, and uh, and then of course, yeah, a few days later, uh, got the re- replacement call uh, to fight Ben. He said after the fight that he only took the fight on such short notice because it was Ben, because they're such mm. good friends and they grew up together in a way, and they've trained together a lot. So yeah. he respected him and he wanted to take the fight. And they've got, you know, Ben is up 2-0 against uh, Cerrone in the past. Right. And and why not, you know, certainly get to try and get some uh, career record revenge, if you will. Yes. You know? hey, and I'm it, sure a payday would be nice. <laughs> that too. It was a trilogy match like, let me of see sorts. I'm trying to, I want to see something real quick. I want to see how much Cerrone got paid last fight. He got paid mm. uh, 140000 so I guess I guess his seventy was to show up. So he got the seventy seventy thousand dollar win bonus. So assuming that he gets, let's say a hundred because it was televised, two hundred forty thousand. Not bad for two days of work in one month. No, not bad at all. <laughs> I take it. Yeah. So, so Cerrone comes out by unanimous decision with the win here, twenty nine twenty eight. Much to uh, what do you want to say the the. The disagreement. Debate, the dis- yeah. disagreement, yeah, maybe the chagrin of mm-hmm. many in the MMA community. Much to our surprise. Yeah, yeah, very much much to our surprise. Um, what what do you make about this here? Okay. Let's talk about this match. Okay, so this is how I saw the fight going. And I think I mentioned this after we watched it and after I heard what the judges said. I'm like, you know what? Was Benson Henderson's kind of persona and demeanor in the cage rubbing off on me and, and that's what led me to believe the score because when I watched it the first time straight through I've only watched it once it just happened but when I watched it I was like 100% all three rounds Benson Henderson yeah I, I couldn't agree. even see I, well. I agree I couldn't even see a point going to Donald Cerrone. Not that Donald Cerrone did bad. And we all love Donald. We're rooting we were for Donald rooting Cerrone. So it's not Donald like we're Cerrone. trying to like, oh, he, cause you know how it is sometimes when you win a close fight. Oh no, he won it no, no matter what. No, no, no. Like these are huge Donald Cerrone fans, all three of us. And saying, yeah, yeah, dude, he, he lost that fight, man. You picked him for your fighter of the year. I mean, yeah. we love Donald Cerrone. So if anything, we were biased against Donald mm-hmm. and we still had Benson Henderson winning. I mean, let's take it round by round. Yeah, let's go. Um, Benson, for the most part, the match overall seemed to be a, uh, it was a stand-up war. Um, Cerrone did have, uh, brief takedowns, I believe, in the, uh, the second and the third, mm-hmm. um, but didn't keep Benson down very long, no. if at all. Um, for the most part, though, there was, it was quite a kick fest, especially in the first round. Um, Henderson overall used that kind of, uh, side kick to the, to the upper knee, like, John Jones similar kind of to does. a John Jones kick yeah, yeah uh, kept Cerrone at bay a lot with that kick all throughout mm-hmm. uh, Cerrone didn't d- he wasn't going into berserker overdrive mode he wasn't putting combos together like he normally does um, certainly slow to start in the first one mm-hmm. but Cerrone as well he was throwing some combos um, but n- not getting off and not landing like like we've seen him do in the past yeah um, 
it was a lot of uh, a lot of dancing around back and forth, and I don't mean that uh, disparagingly, but all around the cage, and uh, for the most part, each round was close. I, I felt almost that uh, if I had to score it, <laughs> just my, um, me per- in my head, I was scoring it a lot of the time. Uh, just really close. I wanted to give nine nines, quite frankly. Much, you know, as much as I respect both guys striking, you know, in a ten point must, neither guy really. My point is that neither guy really owned any of the rounds. Right, I they, agree. They were close and just not very dominant for either guy. Benson Henderson, to me, kept Donald Cerrone at bay, which shows control of the fight, control of the cage. Those kicks really were keeping Donald Cerrone at a distance where he wasn't able to throw his kicks mm-hmm. and to land his kicks. Uh, this is the first round I'm referring to. Um, but at the same time, like you said, Benson Henderson wasn't doing much damage. He wasn't doing anything fatal. Right. Yeah. But his demeanor spoke volumes to me in saying that he was controlling the fight. He was calm. Mm-hmm. He was kind of just picking Donald apart in a way with the yeah. kicks. Whereas round two, they both kind of amped it up a little bit after uh, Greg Jackson kind of told Donald Cerrone, <laughs> can you please kick it into the second gear for me? <laughs> yeah. And Cerrone laughed. But um, So they did kick it up a little bit in the second round. And after the fight, Cerrone mentioned that they were both very timid. Because they love each other so much, yeah. which was interesting. I was going to ask if you guys thought any, that had anything to do with their fight style, because that's definitely not the Don definitely not the Don running from the last fight. No, or the I fight mean, before that. I thought when I was watching it, I thought it was one of two things. I either thought it was the fact that they were friends and they were both being you know timid and holding back, mm. or I thought it was the fact that Don Cerrone just fought two weeks ago and maybe not didn't have enough gas, but you know your body gets tired. Yeah. You know, fighting two uh, three round five minute fights and. The matter of two weeks could be tiring. So I didn't know what it was, but it definitely wasn't the normal Donald Cerrone. I would tend to guess more the latter, that after the year that he had and coming off of a, a fight mm-hmm. two weeks ago, that his body was fatigued, although certainly didn't indicate anything love like that in his, in any of his interviews. Um, I don't know what it is. I'd, I'd be surprised if two guys of this stature and of their experience level, mm-hmm. especially having two fights with each other, um, that, that they're holding back because they're friends. That doesn't make any sense to me, and these are two guys that I would not expect to to have that kind of trepidation. I think that they would right. f- be prouder of each other and of themselves um, and respect each other. To Had they go, gone to war. Yeah, to go balls out. Right. Um, so I, I don't have an answer for, for why that is. And, of course, you know, I don't know that those guys necessarily do either. This is mm-hmm. We're talking about this match less than an hour than it, uh, since when it happened, probably. Um, but at any rate, you know, it, it was not the uh, the all-out war that we thought it was going to be. Um, you know, second, third round, I, I still, you know, want to touch base. A, a lot of Cerrone was catching a couple of kicks, didn't get uh, uh, Henderson to the ground. Um, or, or when he did, you know, with those takedowns, it didn't... Uh, it's not something that I would have given him points for, no. which is why I, I yeah. had Benson. I mean, I Henderson give him, across the board. I give know? him points for threatening with it, though, because like we see in some fights, you know, when it's just a striking match and there is no threat of the takedown, yeah. then the ground game's not a threat. So Donald Cerrone mixed it up and he threatened him with a takedown. You know, kind of saying, "You're a black belt, but I kind of am too. You know, mm-hmm. I can go there if I need to." Yeah, but it just didn't cause enough damage in the match itself. Neither did Henderson. Um, right, I think it was more of a control point that I would give. I guess, but I see Henderson controlling that whole, uh, yeah, uh, the whole match. Yeah. As do we all. That's why right. we came yeah, to that score. Absolutely. Um, the judges scored it. We we saw there is on the internet a uh, a picture of the scorecard 
going around. Um, Doug Crosby scored. Let's see. Uh, tell me if I get it right. The first two rounds he gave to Cerrone in the third round to Henderson. Uh, Sal D'Amato, I believe that same score, uh, first two rounds to Cerrone in the third, rather, excuse me, third, uh, third to Henderson. Uh, and then uh, another judge whose name escapes me uh, gave the last two rounds to Cerrone, first round to Henderson. So. Mm-hmm. Everybody saw a completely different match there. It, I think I think even I Donald Cerrone thought he lost that fight. He yeah. did. I mean, you um, saw you saw the mannerisms of them both. Yeah. Uh, Benson Henderson's eyes popped out of his head, and Donald mm-hmm. Cerrone mm-hmm. put his head down. Yeah. He wasn't. Ha- he said it afterwards. He wasn't happy to win that fight because he didn't feel that he actually won it mm-hmm. definitively. Well, you know, on the, on paper, um, certainly Cerrone. Cerrone won by the judge's decision, so he deserves the props that he gets. Yeah, and the I think he does too. He gets. Uh, last minute opponent, he jumped in, so mm-hmm. of course he's going to be loved by the brass and and taken care of. And this, you know, secures his spot at the top of the uh, of the lightweight division or ne- near the top. And and it marks his seventh win in a row. Yeah, yeah. In the span of like fourteen months, <laughs> literally. I mean, that's this... a busy, busy boy right there. Mm-hmm. Get that money. Yes. And, you know, don't be surprised that if some uh, some dropout happens in any of these, uh, you know, lightweight title matches, if, we, if we're talking about Pettis versus Dos Anjos, right. or if after that happens, uh, you know, if they go with uh, Nurmagomedov, um, you know, after the Cerrone thing, who knows? I mean, they may, uh, if, if Nurmagomedov is, is still on the shelf... Then you slot Cerrone in there mm-hmm. right away. I mean, He's definitely secured himself a title shot. I absolutely. Think. I yeah. mean, Nurmagomedov versus Cerrone makes sense depending mm-hmm. on his health. Yeah, I and mean, timing so, throughout the year. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the light heavyweight that's in March, mm-hmm. lightweight. Right? So yeah, so yeah, kind of. We got to see how that goes. Well, yeah, yeah, once some spots are moved around and and that title spot opens up again, I think Cerrone's probably the next one besides uh, mm-hmm. Khabib. Dos Anjos or Nurmagomedov. I mean, who knows? Yeah. We, we've seen it happen all the time where. Suddenly, a title match equates to a rematch, so we need to see how that fight goes right. first. And yeah, who knows? I mean, I, th- I think Cerrone. I want to. I want to see him get a title shot. Yeah. Not after tonight's performance, because if he's going to sit there and say he was timid because it was his friend, dude, I don't want to see him fight any friends anymore. I want to. <laughs> I want to see him give those Fair fu enough. kicks yep. that he gave to Miles Jury. That was great. He would have never given those same kicks to Benson Henderson. No. Granted, Benson always brings a fight no matter what. But yeah. again, I want to see that Cerrone from two weeks mm-hmm. ago. Not not the. Oh, that was my friend, so I was timid. Yeah, no, no, no. I think I it had see. something to do with two fights in two weeks because, I mean, you get that fire once you stop training for like a week. You take a week off, then you get back in the gym. You start getting that mm-hmm. fire again. You want to fight. So I think the build up to a fight's important. I think we'll see a better, better, more exciting Donald Cerrone next time. Well, I hope so. Knock on because we've yeah. seen him be that man plenty of times. Absolutely. So. Yeah. I mean, he's a he's a trooper for taking that fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we have the Notorious. Yeah, yeah. Speaking about being that man, there's just <laughs> no way that you can't uh, can't say that Conor McGregor is that man right now. Listen, I'm on the hype train till the hype train dies. Yeah. I'm not going to get off until it dies. I mean, choo-choo? Choo-choo. Hype train, choo-choo. Yes. Conor the Notorious McGregor versus Dennis Seaver. This was not a last-minute replacement. This is one that had so much hype up to it. Um, I've been watching the little embedded series that they do yeah. on YouTube, uh, the UFC. It is great, guys. you got to check that out because it really <laughs> just gives you a little tidbit into um, the mind of McGregor and Dennis Seaver, at least the minds they want us to think they have. And um, it's it's good. It's cool. Is it available on... Are, are they putting it on YouTube? It's I, on YouTube. Anybody okay. can get it for not nine ninety nine. 
for zero. <laughs> not zero, just zero. Fight Pass. Yes, but not just Fight Pass. you can get that and more at Fight Pass for nine ninety nine. Yes, there's a lot more on Fight Pass. But on YouTube for free, you can watch the Embedded series. Nice. They do like four episodes usually to build up the fight. How long do they run? Um, Like four or five minutes. minutes. Right? Yeah, just a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. And it just shows, you know, what they're doing, how they prep, doing the media tour. And something I noticed about Conor McGregor that regardless if he's talking out of his ass, which he isn't at this point, he's very <laughs> valid. But if he was, you know, people hate watching this guy do his press tour and his you know media days and his photo shoots mm-hmm. he is having the time of his life he yeah. takes his girlfriend with him everywhere and you know they kind of are having this experience together and it really looks like a lot of fun yeah. so regardless what Connor's doing he's doing something right because he's proven himself in the cage and outside of the cage you know it's funny I think that why, why do you think he's so loved because normally you put another guy in that situation he's always going to be the most hated guy for some reason you know right. like who talks a lot of trash like I'm kind of curious like a lot of people like more, I think a lot more people like him than hate him and what, is, so? what, what do you think about him that I think people like him? What do you yeah. think, Jay? It's, um, I'd agree with that. I think there is, you're always going to have a, a population of people that hate or take the counter stance when something is so big. Yeah. Right. You know, they're just Absolutely. counter. Ronda uh, Rousey. Look yeah, at all the big reactionary. guys. Yeah. And, and I'm a little bit of, uh, of that ilk. Um, I certainly am a fan of Connor and the things that he says the things that he does, the way he carries himself. I think it's a swagger. Uh, he seems to be having fun, as, as you mentioned, you know, with with his interviews, the things mm-hmm. that he says, and how he says it. I think people take to that. I think that's that's why mm-hmm. he's so popular. Um, what I'm a little bit growing weary of is so much hype of uh, the, the hype behind him or the, the buzz and the hype. I'm tired of hearing about that. I would like... I, I, I'll listen to Conor McGregor interviews. They're fun. I'll watch him fight. God knows those are fun uh-huh. to watch. Um, but to hear everybody talking about Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor, Conor so McGregor. So you, you love Conor McGregor. You're just sick of the other everybody, <laughs> sick else of everybody else that likes pushing him. Pushing yeah. him. Okay. Yeah. I think there's a little bit too much. But, of course, from a business standpoint, I do understand the UFC taking this guy that's working his ass off to build up right. buzz and excitement about his, his matches and and pushing it forward, that's what you do, you know. Mm-hmm. I uh, so I I can't can't knock anybody for doing that. It's a good business decision. And the naysayers and people that say that he doesn't deserve this meteoric rise, mm-hmm. uh, these chances that he's been given, the chances that he's been given, guys, he's earning them and he's doing something with them. And you can't knock somebody for their success. I suppose people do anyway, but. You know, he's, what, we've got a, a string of several uh, first-round finishes, undefeated in the UFC, um, only two losses from much earlier in his career. They've put him up against guys that have been a little bit, I'd say, a, a little bit above his pay grade at the time that he fought them. Mm-hmm. And he beat them um, demonstratively for, you know, for several guys. He, you know, he, he dominates in his matches and can't knock the hustle, you know, no. props to him. I, I think it's great what they're doing. I mean, it's great from a business standpoint, but it's also great as a fan. I'm a fan of the UFC mm-hmm. and MMA, and I love having someone to root for. I mean, yeah. who doesn't want to root for somebody that believes in themselves? Yeah. You know what I mean? Every every fan loves that. I love that, and I eat it up. And um, you know what? McGregor just has this charisma about him that you know you can't hype. It's there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There would be nothing to hype had he not been who he is. And how much do we constantly complain about guys that want to just let their fighting speak for themselves? And exactly. They say, Whoever the UFC takes, 
That's fine with me. I'm just going to sit here and, and be me. No, guys. You know. Right. So when somebody comes out and does it, whether you like them or you don't like them, Connor, thank you for that. Give us something to care about and mm-hmm. to talk about and, and to be interested in, give or take. But uh, he's doing a fantastic job. And I think that the things that he's shown in the cage reflects on what he says on the mic and vice versa. Absolutely. Cool. He's definitely one that proves his word. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about the actual fight, the his fight with Dennis Seaver. I mean, Dennis Seaver is no joke either. I mean, here's a guy yeah. who's been around, another guy who's been around. He's got a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. He's beat mm-hmm. a lot of good guys. I mean, he fought at lightweight, moving down to featherweight. Mm-hmm. Um, he's no joke, but again, McGregor is just a uh, strong German kickboxer with uh, really surprising, uh, maybe not surprising, but uh, you know, really good strength. He had a great run. Uh, I, I thought a, a very admirable run at lightweight. I liked him better at lightweight, quite frankly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was a little bit undersized at that point. And then when he moved down, I, me personally, just from watching his matches, I feel like it took a little bit of steam out of his uh, gas tank. Yeah, know? I just don't think he has enough speed to, to hang with these smaller guys. I think mm. his body his body type says that he would be better at lightweight and mm-hmm. that you know he just he moves more like a lightweight fighter to me than a featherweight mm-hmm. he does great at featherweight too mm-hmm. i mean i'm not saying he can't but i just like him better as a lightweight um that being said it was a stand-up match him and conor mm-hmm. mcgregor they both kept it standing yeah. dennis siever went for a couple takedowns he's not known to be a wrestler but he's a very strong guy and yeah. conor mm-hmm. mcgregor his butt didn't even hit the ground before it popped back up. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. talk about good takedown defense, uh, defense and good reflexes. Yeah. Conor yeah. McGregor definitely has that. And that's something prior to this fight, people questioned about McGregor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what if he gets taken down? What if he gets taken down? What if he gets grinded down? Well, it's going to be hard to do that, is what we saw tonight. Yeah. He was, uh, when, I, when I say slow and methodical, I should stress methodical more so than slow. Conor yeah. took his time, controlled the, the center of the cage, uh, Dennis was really jumping around, I, you know, very active in the first round, circling around him and uh, and, and and throwing throwing a lot of shots as well. Uh, not connecting, but uh, but there were a few that did land, and he did. Uh, um, I think he tripped uh, tripped Connor twice mm-hmm. actually in that first round. Yeah. Um, but boy, Connor was owning it. I mean, he it really did look like he was in control of the match. I think it was more so the accuracy. I yeah. mean, when he when he when that. he struck you, he got you. Yep. So I think that had a lot to do with it, especially those those spinning roundhouse kicks that kind of that kind of got a little mm-hmm. too much. I mean, I think he was just being showboating. I mean, which is fine, nothing wrong with that. But once he actually was kind of focused less on the showboating, more on the let me just kick you and punch you, he was more accurate with that. You know? Yeah. yeah. You it know. literally it looked like Conor McGregor had such a clear. Uh, thought process in the cage like he 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 was so self-aware mm-hmm. it looked like he was stepping back from the fight watching the fight and saying okay punch now punch, kick now like he was so accurate to a fault yeah like it, i i was sitting there watching it and the two things that were making me worried was dennis siever's movement i was like please stop hopping around so much you're, <laughs> you're gonna guess yourself out yeah and conor mcgregor's hands down not that i thought he was gonna get hit of course he has great head movement and, and great footwork but it just scares me. It's like you're going to lose it all because you don't have your hands up, but it's his style, and he rocked it, and it worked for him. It worked for a lot of guys. Oof, it made me nervous, though. Again, you can't knock the hustle, and you can't argue with success. Nope. Um, and I won't. <laughs> 
But that that win, uh, it was a TKO in round two, at mm-hmm. a minute and fifty four. Yep. Although it was not two minutes into the fight, as McGregor predicted, it was two rounds into the fight. Which, hey, it's good enough for me. It was under two minutes of the second round. That's true. <laughs> Maybe, that's what he meant. That's what he said at the end. He's like, I meant the second <laughs> round. You guys just weren't listening. <laughs> that puts Conor McGregor potentially up against Jose Aldo. Well, it it's does. Not I mean, confirmed, you saw what he did. It's all about confirmed. I mean, I've never yeah. seen this before. I've seen what a lot of guys. Do, I see a lot of guys <laughs> usually jump out the cage. Jose Aldo being one of them, coincidentally. Yeah. When he fought in Brazil, uh, he beat Chan Mendez, jumps over the cage, and literally jumps into the crowd. Crazy, crazy scene. So I celebration, thought, mind you. Yeah, yeah. I thought that's what Connor was going to do. I thought yes. he was going to, you know, we all huge Irish... Uh, Population in Boston, <laughs> but um, no man, he went straight for Jose Aldo, yep. and I kind of wish that they wouldn't have been somebody to separate them because I don't think he would have done anything. Not that he does not capable of, but he knows better. You know, he's right. not going to push, he's not gonna push him or punch him. You know, I, I don't no. think some, anything would have happened, or else he would have lost it all. I mean, I think he had more to lose by I that, do, and they still would have booked it. Although, yeah. <laughs> look at Jones Cormier, he, you know? He did yeah. flip off Dennis Seaver at the yeah. handshake. Yeah, I, th- I think, and I, going back to what you guys were saying earlier, I think a lot of the what Conor McGregor people love about is that I think at deep, deep down, he's still a sportsmanship. Um, even he said it about Poirier, like when, mm-hmm. when he was, you know, you can tell there's a little bad blood. But he's like, no, man, that's just the way the fight game is. It's called, you know, promoting. It's called this. It's called that. Right. Um, so, yeah, th- uh, right before the fight started, they went to, uh, Conor went to go touch gloves, and Seaver just kind of very stoic, just stood there. I was like, all right, well, F yeah. you then, you know? Yeah. And then, the finger, yeah. yeah. Sorry. I don't know if you're going to blur that. But I wonder if he'll cut to... Uh, We're allowed to do it. If you're going to cut to something else cut like, to the, the, crowd like the Fox Sports one day. <laughs> the, the, the spontaneity of Con- Conor but, McGregor is what sells But again, it. that too, where it's like, all right, I'm going to be a sportsman. You don't want to be the one? Well, F you then. You know? yeah. like, no one else really yeah. does that. Yeah, it's um, just unpredictable. But yeah, like I, I, I would have loved to see a little bit more. I would have loved to, I guess, realistically speaking, I guess I, w- I wasn't surprised that Aldo didn't go in the cage, even though it looked like they were going to put Aldo in the cage mm-hmm. um, with McGregor. Yeah. I but, wonder whose call that was to, to not go in there, if that was Aldo. I th- or, it, it has if, to be Aldo. It, I, I think I it was Aldo. I don't necessarily think so. Um, I, I the... wouldn't be surprised if either somebody from the, the UFC team or, or Fox said, no, that's a bad idea. Let's not do Let's that. Let's not do yeah. that. That's, um, that's possible, too. I don't know what they were would necessarily have been afraid of, but... What I um, want to know is, why did they see Conor McGregor's girlfriend right next to Josie Alba? <laughs> that, was, was, that like, was kind of weird. It, it went, I don't know if that's Josie Alba. Hey, don't be surprised if Conor asked for those seats, possibly, you know? Maybe. I don't um, know if it was Josie Alba's wife or girlfriend or woman of some sort, but it was... Jose Aldo, his woman, mm-hmm. and then the girlfriend of Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. So when the fight broke out, well, not the fight, when Conor McGregor lunged yeah, at Jose Aldo, his woman like got in front of Jose Aldo and was like, "Don't!" And then Jose Aldo's woman kind of like holding, uh, pushed her and was like, "Get off!" Conor's girlfriend, fiance, was holding uh, Conor as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, they yeah. were both trying to separate their men, but yeah, it, 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 I think they took it wrong to themselves, and they kind of were like, "Wait." Are you touching my man? Touching <laughs> Guys, my man? to be sure, you will be seeing that footage many times over oh, between yes, now yes, 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 and yes, whenever yes. that paper It's funny that happens. although he didn't really seem heated, he just kind of laughed it off. He's, he's, and I think he even said he was like, dude, I wasn't impressed by his performance. Like, very GSP-like. He's behaving yeah. like a I'm champion. not impressed by your performance. <laughs> that was good. Well, that, that's what GSP said. So let, let, let's talk about some, some drama. We had uh, Mr. John Jones get busted. We haven't seen you guys, so we mm. do have to mention. It this. was like two days after. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> can I we know. just can we just go to the studio to just say something? Oh, what can happen in 14 days? Huh? Yeah. Oh, what can happen? <laughs> John Jones can get busted for doing cocaine. Uh, so he he was te- tested 
uh, three weeks prior to his last fight. Mm-hmm. In early uh, December. In early December. And tested he tested positive, positive for cocaine. Cocaine metabolites. Yep. If that makes a difference to you guys listening. Um, he did coke. And <laughs> bottom line. And um, they didn't release it until after his fight. Mm-hmm. And once they released it, they also released it with a message from Jones saying he was going to rehab. And they also mentioned that it's not illegal in the UFC. Well, the timeline specifically, Jones Jones mentioned uh, or, or came out and publicly said that he was checking into rehab for cocaine, mm-hmm. I believe, the Monday after uh, the fight. So it would have been the day after our last episode. Yeah. Um, the, the loophole, there was a lot of reaction <laughs> on the internets of uh, the loophole of why certain guys – got busted, certain UFC fighters tested positive in their post-fight test for um, for weed and got busted, or got suspended, got uh, Kicked got out. Fined. There was one guy yeah. that they mentioned, I forget who yeah, they mentioned. Yeah, Matt Riddle. Um, but yet Jones uh, Jones tests positive for cocaine, and uh, and obviously there there hasn't been any uh, um, any punitive actions yet against him. They fined him to 25 grand, I think. The, yeah. Recently, yeah, they did. Um, the, the loophole, guys, was that... Cocaine um, apparently is not a banned substance out of competition testing. Now, um, for the Nevada State Athletic Commission, um, I believe if you go and, and look in their uh, um, their, uh, their their rules, out of competition test in competition testing is twelve hours before the fight itself, and then a certain amount of time. I think quite a long time after the fight. All right, mm. so. To be tested a month before that is technically out of bounds, uh, out of competition testing. And he was not supposed to be tested for street drugs um, out of competition. They were supposed to be testing for performance-enhancing drugs. But somehow, and I can't explain this, I, I don't have all the details, uh, but for some reason, uh, Jones was tested for street drugs. And uh, I don't know if he was also tested for performance enhancing drugs yeah there i don't was know if i believe it. all of that mumbo jumbo because it, it makes no sense like yeah you accidentally tested him for cocaine either yeah. it was some sort of media ploy or they are it's just a generalized i don't know how drug it's, tests work but well yeah i mean and that's the thing we've we should know the facts before we can say uh before we can viably make a judgment call but these are the facts that are being reported out there by a lot of other mma media sources mm-hmm. um so you know out of competition, I mean, the, the judgment call that I'll go on it is illegal drugs probably should be considered banned and out of competition testing. That's what, that's the stance that I'm going to take. And most yeah. of the world out there will probably take that stance as well. So, at any rate, Jones is going to rehab. And then he checks out after a day. One day. And then his mother tells on him. His mom was, was the his one. mom was the one that said he, he was only there for a day. His mom and was then, the one to release. I guess the he was saying how because I mean today coincidentally his both his brothers are playing against each other in the playoff game. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Oh yeah, we're all gonna go to, to to Boston coincidentally to watch you know Arthur Jones and Chandler Jones you know John Jones brothers uh, right. fight. Yeah. So I guess they were kind of fight you know play yeah know, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so that, it kind of came around that. Like, oh yeah, well he was only there for a day anyway. So I mean, and yeah, and that doesn't look good on on anybody. You know, props to somebody for, uh, according to what, what we uh, see in here, supposedly checking yourself in to acknowledge that you've got a problem. But it's not good when you check yourself out one day afterwards. Yeah, I don't and, know what that's all about. Yeah, I mean, who are we to say? Because we don't know John personally, so we don't right. want to make that judgment call. But um, not a good look when you're talking about. The, uh, the the court of public opinion and 
the UFC world champion. So, I, think, I think a lot of it is with media, though. I mean, why do you check mm-hmm. yourself into rehab, into a drug rehab? Well, there's a lot of different reasons, some of which are that you actually recognize that you have a problem, some of which are PR damage control. Yeah. And, right. and there's a large gray area in between that. Yeah. Well, it's definitely not PR damage control when you check out the next day. I'm sure that was not yeah. part of the plea bargain. I, don't know. I mean, just, yeah, I mean, but, for, I mean, I don't do drugs. I'm not condoning them, whatever. But I'm not saying everybody who take who has done coke, I don't, and he said it, I think he kind of meant it that way. Everybody does coke doesn't mean you're a coke addict. Right. You know, it just maybe right. you just did something at a party or whatever, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Who knows? Who knows the situation of what he did yeah. or what he didn't do? Um, so I get why maybe he wasn't in rehab for a long time. But everything everything about it just seemed kind of like, OK, like that's weird. But I think rehab becomes void or null once you if you go for like, a day. I, I think if anything, it would have like detox day. Yeah, it would have been, I think, a lot better had we known about this in the future. Like, you know, six months down the road. Oh, wow. That happened to John Jones, you know? Oh, but no, he did be- retrospect. Yeah, yeah. Be- but because it was kind of happening in real time, it's kind of like mm-hmm. a bigger deal because, you yeah. know, 24 well, hours or whatever, you know? Was, they show, you guys can tune in tomorrow at 11 p.m. Eastern time on Fox mm-hmm. Sports 1 to hear John Jones' uh, official interview about all of this. But before uh, you do that, I just want to say that what was interesting is that in a piece of the interview that they showed, he said that he said something along the lines of it just being a one-time thing, that he got caught with his pants down, and it was just bad timing. Mm -hmm. If that's true, why do you agree to go to rehab if it was a one-time thing? So, I don't know. There's a lot of questions I want answered, but we can find out on Fox Sports 1 tomorrow. It's uh, There's a lot of hinky in this whole story. Yeah. Yeah. And and we may never get to the very bottom of it, but agree. I think it was more so... Not so much John Jones, but it kind of a lot of people felt that the UFC was protecting John Jones. Um, you know, you get busted for weed, and of course you see the whole oh, you're going to get fired, this and that, this and that. But then John Jones does coke, and Dana White's like, we're going to stand behind him. You know, it was just kind of like it, it just didn't make them look good either. Yeah, that they were just kind of protecting him in some ways. Well, I think the sto- the rest of the story still has yet to be. Yeah, written. I think there's right. a lot more that we don't well, know, but the but weed, bottom, the- what we do know. The weed, I think, was in competition testing. Is that why they were banned? I believe they, te- yeah, they test positive after uh, these were post fight, right? Uh, P tests. So that's where. Because, the- but that can stay in your system for a while, though. Yeah. So, but- like, you can you can have a joint. Uh, 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 I think that was Nick Diaz's thing too. Like, he, I think he, a lot of it's anxiety, um, and there were just still you know mm-hmm. marijuana residue left in his system from like a month ago. You know, I mean, right. is that right? Yes or no? I don't know. And related to currently with John, I believe that his post-fight urinalysis test has not been released yet, right. which is also another chapter of the whole story for us to yeah. th- that needs to be. I think to it's going to unfold tomorrow. A lot of it, at least, hopefully, so we can get some answers. Yeah, and we'll report back to you guys next. Wouldn't week. be surprised in the coming weeks and months. You know, we we hear what we find some out more about yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We have some really exciting fights coming up. Uh, we have Silva versus Diaz, which I'm so excited for. Sure. Are you excited? excited? Oh my god! What do we think, Silver Diaz? Uh, I'm not. I don't think I'm going to be here next week. So, <gasps> um, no predictions for you. Well, next week is not. Uh, that's no, not but next. But is next it? week we're going to predict the following uh, <laughs> fight. Um, I don't know. Anderson Silva, I think is going to win. Can we get the after buzz Your prediction? After buzz so TV should we do next week first, and then yeah. I can do fo- the following yeah, week? Yeah, we'll do and next you can week do first. You okay. start us off, Jay. Um, oh, do you want the card? Com- Come show you the card. Yeah, please. I can't believe it. I'm completely blanking on uh, what we've got next week. It's not Colorado. It is oh Gustafson and Johnson. Yeah, in Sweden. Stockholm, oh, yeah, Sweden. Sweden. Oh, that's a, and that's another topic that that's I a good. To that's going to be a good address. card. You got um, Phil Davis, Phil, Mister Wonderful Davis mm-hmm. versus Ryan Darth Bader. Mm-hmm. Two excellent wrestlers. One from Penn State. One from Arizona State. 
And Dan Henderson versus Gegard Mousasi at middleweight. Well, well who are going to pick, Phil Davis or Ryan Bader? Um, I'm a Phil Davis fan. Um, 100%. I'll, I'll say that. I, I, I think... Uh, Ryan Bader, by decision. Boom. <laughs> no, Phil Davis. He's so much more athletic. But... Who, yes. What was the other one? Masasi versus... Dan Henderson. The return of Dan Henderson Gegard to middleweight. Musasi. To middleweight. Oh. To Gegard Musasi. Dan Henderson, man. That guy needs a win badly. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Dan because I want him to win. I'm going to give it to Musasi. I, I think... I, I love Dan Henderson. I think he's one of the best conference fighters of all time. He's a guy who's literally won in three different divisions. Yeah. That's impressive. Um, but I think I think it's his time is done. Yeah, I think but his I'm going to give it to Musasi. But I, think, I really do like him. I love Dan Henderson. The, I'm on the fence about this. I really think the question is going to be which Dan Henderson shows up. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's always done relatively at well at middleweight. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, that'd be a good one. A lot of guys. It's it's strange. A lot of guys that fight it to, to the guys that'll fluctuate between middleweight and 205 seem to have an easier time cutting down the middleweight than you would necessarily think. You know, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. opposed to getting older and going up to heavyweight. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Gustafson. The and Mahler versus Rumble. Yeah. Gustafson. Dude, I don't know, dude. <laughs> Hold on. He flipped the coin for all of you in uh, iTunes land. I got blank. I, I want to go with just because. With who? Just because. I haven't said it yet. Just because I think it'd be better for the division, Anthony Johnson. Yeah, I agree it would be better for the division. And that's what you think is going to happen just because. Yes. It because I think that's be how the that's how the MMA gods will that's have it. That's how the, the MMA universe. They works. want John Jones to have to face someone else new, because he's never fought anybody more than once. Yeah, you know. So I think he's gonna. The gods are gonna say, you know what? Let's put him up against Anthony Johnson, and then if uh, Gustafson wins his fight after that, then maybe he can get a shot. Yeah, because maybe he'll fight Cormier or something. Right. But it's it really, yeah. really a toss up for me. The question becomes. Um, can Gustafson? I, I think Gustafson can stop Johnson's takedown attempts mm-hmm. if there's any. Um, Johnson has that power. Will does Johnson have enough power to land and, and do damage on Gustafson? Is a question. I, I think actually that could be um, something I can see as a result. Uh, Johnson just doing a lot of facial damage mm-hmm. uh, on Gustafson. Um, but Gustafson could. Uh, you know, I mean, he went went the distance, and a lot of people argue beat John Jones mm-hmm. yeah. so he does does have it in him to, to scrap for five rounds mm-hmm. uh, with Johnson as well um, toss up I don't know I just want to go see it Darn yeah, it. yeah what a cheater <laughs> and just because I don't think I'm going to be here next week uh, Joe Lozon versus Ali Quinta I love me some Joe Lozon I'm going to pick him like I said I'm going to go with Anderson Silva versus over Nick Diaz yeah. knockout first time Nick Diaz is ever going ever to get knocked out wow wow big statement George yeah but yeah, there were some other fights. Yeah, I think it was UFC too. 186 that they just announced it yesterday. And it's funny because oh. usually they'll, they'll announce like one one fight, you know, the main event. But mm-hmm. they pretty much announced the whole card. Um, yeah. Like, we- it's a pretty stacked card from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Yeah. The home of George St. Pierre. Who's on that card? The main event for the, the rematch we've all been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Henan Burrell trying to get his title back from TJ Tyrone James Dillashaw. I don't that know. I don't know that's everyone. Hold on. Well, I almost not believed you for a second, name. and I was like, "No way, that cannot." <laughs> not be even true. close. It was Tyler Jeffrey. Oh, you, you knew tie. that he had two was... middle names. Huh? You what's, knew that he had. What's TJ? TJ's got a stand for something. Right. <laughs> well, that was very smart. It of stands you. for Peter. Uh, yeah. Peter John. Yeah. <laughs> PJ. Uh, Peter. Uh, Peter Bradley. 
But this fight was supposed to happen back in August, I think. Yeah, was it August? Jan Tay. I'm talking. Oh, were you? I'm sorry. I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm saying either. I'm Guys, drunk. this is what you I'm get. I'm drunk off a of grape soda. At 11 o'clock this at is... night on a Sunday right but after. This fight... Six hours of fucking. I mean, well, you're entertaining <laughs> me in the booth. This <laughs> seriously? That's all, that's all that matters. That's this is all, all that you got from As long us. as I'm making Sean tuckle, uh, chuckle. When you give <laughs> us these... And, and tuckle. Um, whatever that may mean. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm talking. You could tuckle me anytime. Ooh. Oh, God. This is getting freaky in here. Harassment. This is okay. This is not okay. We this need to okay. show the visual. This is not okay. Yeah, this fight was supposed don't. to happen back in August, um, and Joe was. Soto stepped in because it, it got canceled the night the day before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the day before it got that's now that's crazy. That like you're talking about you talking about Cerrone stepping in or, or, or Uri Hogan. But Joe Soto was already on the card, right? No. Yeah, but the fact that I mean, this no, is the main yeah. event. This oh, is okay. the main event of the card. The main event, the, the, the oh, championship evening. fight, the the, the the rematch everybody's been looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, I agree. Um, it was crazy. So it's great that we finally get to see this fight actually be officially announced. I mean, everybody thought it was supposed to be uh, Dominic Cruz. Mm-hmm. He got hurt. Again. Again. Then, wah, wah, wah. realistically speaking, I think it was supposed to be Rafael Sunsau. Then he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Then, really, pr- pretty happy much by a, default. I'm happy it's a rematch. I've been waiting for this rematch since, you know, the first one happened. Yeah. And it, because a lot of people said that Burrell wasn't fighting Burrell's fight that night. And mm-hmm. that, you know, he had a bad night. And that I disagree. I, I think, I think I that, disagree was, as I well. think that was Burrell's best. I 100%. I just think, like I said, that was the performance of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was straight up. Game plan 101, like the best performance I've ever seen by any fighter. Yeah. In TJ Dillashaw that night. That could be fight of the year. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So, yeah, I'm really excited about that fight. You got that one. You got Rory McDonald versus Hector Lombard. In that, the that, now, that has to be the number one contender fight. Um, yeah. Because I guess initially they were supposed to have. Um, you got Quentin Jackson and Fabio Maldonado under that. And you got Michael <laughs> I guess he didn't want to hear you talk. CB okay. Dalloway. And Patrick Cote versus Joe Diesel Riggs. I'm gonna say it's weird because I just wanted to finish out the card. Everybody was saying it was supposed to be Hendricks Lawler, three, right? But then they gave Johnny Hendricks Matt Brown. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Until so it's kind of like, oh, well, maybe and Ro- that's in March. Maybe Rory's gonna get the next fight, but no, now he's fighting. Now he's fighting Hector your Lombard. Boy Hector Lombard. So the winner of uh, Hendricks and Matt Brown, and the winner winner of Hector and. And Rory, well, um, Rory well, will fight each other. Maybe because I'm saying Lawler's obviously taking a long deserved break. So yeah. I mean, whenever I guess he wants to fight again. Yeah. Um, but like you said, but if we're Hector Lombard see... fights Robbie Lawler, that's teammate versus teammate. Mm, that should be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, like Jay just said, return a rampage. I mean, we announced that he was coming back a few yeah. weeks ago. Now his fight's announced against Fabio Maldonado, not Stipe Miocic. Whom I made the mistake of quoting uh, in private, but of course, now you all know. Was at that point, but guys, we will be back next week. We will not leave you again for a while, and we will be three weeks. Uh, Yeah, that's true. Uh, We'll be talking about some really interesting fights. So we'll see you later. Wait, well, hold on. Can I can I plug my Twitter, please? Oh, they all know. G. Nope, what if you're watching for the first time? Daria B28. And you have a fight coming up on February 7th. Ah, I do. In Victorville, California. Yes. Tickets. Go to the Facebook page. Daria, the Jersey Devil, Baronado. For tickets. Victorville, California. I will be there. J10 will be there. Come meet us. We'll all take pictures. And uh, <laughs> give me money. Because I charge for a quarter for every picture that you take of me. You also, the U of MMA much. will be uh, returning oh, yeah. on March 8th. Tickets should be going on sale pretty soon. Check U of MMA.com. Uh, Los Angeles, 
uh, if you're out of <laughs> if you're out of town and you happen to be in LA early March, uh, uofmma.com again, uh, Club Nokia downtown LA. Um, it's been let's see, it's almost 54 minutes. Mom, please let the dog in, please. Go you Patriots. Don't have a dog. Go you Patriots. What what? What what? Boston Strong. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.